Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hopefully, they don't sign a player during this. If the Mets find who? Anybody. They're, they're just always a threat because now that we're in the middle of free agency, I think you'd be called upon to make a jersey swap, which happened last night. So, could happen. Hopefully, it doesn't. Okay. The yeah. Mets suck, so it doesn't really matter to me. Hey guys, welcome to Takes from Obvious Bozos, episode 5. I'm Drew, creative director of the Strickland SNY MSG. Zachary Blattery is here with me. Zachary, how's it going? It's going great. Looking great. forward to the second game of a back-to-back in Toronto. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this game. Because I need, I need like a good, solid win. You're not getting it in Toronto. I mean, I don't want to hold my breath, but I, 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 I just like these 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 Raptor games are, are always rough. They're not. I just fun to watch, I just but. I just want something solid, right? Like I don't want I, to watch the Detroit game again. I, I'm a little worried. So I mean, hopefully I'll be proven wrong. This will be out after the game. So hopefully, I, hopefully I look like a total idiot right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm hoping that too. So um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but before we get into all of your takes, and guys, you submitted so many takes, so many takes, and not only that, so much conversation, so much stuff to sift through. I love no, I love nothing more than reading about side conversations about TV villains while I'm trying to prep for the podcast. So keep that channel nice and loosey goosey as it is right now. So. Just wanted to get that out there before we talk about our sponsors. The holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And that's just the, right, and not just the big four. BetOnline as information at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport play. We're talking MMA, international soccer. We're talking Australian rules, rugby. We're talking Georgian wrestling. Um, we're talking like Texas high school football, maybe, maybe your beer league, uh, softball game as well. Bet online has it. So head on, head to Bet Online today, and remember to use our promo code Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Believe Bet Online, where the game starts. And guys, don't forget the Strickland has an Instagram, a TikTok, Snapchat. Do we have Snapchat? No. Okay. Well, you're muted anyway. So. We don't have Snapchat. We, 
We don't have a Snapchat. Okay. Thank, thank um, God. Yeah, all <laughs> all the different social media you can follow us at the Strict.land. The Strictland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this pod at this very moment. Make sure you subscribe. We've got plenty of other content coming this season. And you could also be listening to this on Patreon because the entirety of this podcast is on Patreon. And it also has tons of new content. You know, for $6, you get access, like I just mentioned, the full version of this pod. You also get access to the Discord server where you can submit takes for the show, along with the Friday episode of Pod Strickland. You also get feature articles from the Professor Matthew Miranda, invites the events, private events throughout the season, discounted merch. For $9, you get access to a brand new NFL show, Strictly NFL, hosted by Jeff and Cod. You also get even more perks if you subscribe to one of our elevated tiers. So do not forget to check that out, guys. So, Zach, are you ready for the takes? We actually got a lot more this week than, uh, I'm ready. than last week. So, But are we doing something before? We are doing something before. And before we get into the takes, we're going to have a nice little... Uh, nomination ceremony moving forward for, of course, the Bozo, Bozo of the Week. Of the week. And I'm gonna, you know what I'm doing? Like when I say Bozo, say Bozo of the Week, the week. I'm gonna ha- add a sound effect every single time I say Bozo. <laughs> of the week. You just record, record yourself saying like Bozo of the Week and then put tons of reverb on it. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, there's gonna be stuff going on. Like it's gonna be like you know like a like a drinking type game. So like guys, Great. every time I, we say Bozo of the Week, you gotta take a shot. So. I think you're at five or four right now. So, Zach, who's your nominee? Can I get a drum roll, maybe? Drum, Hold on. Uh, drum roll? Well, pretend, pretend there's a drum roll. See if you can hear it. Drum roll. <laughs> it's pretty good. I could definitely hear that. Definitely hear that. Mine is, no. it's no surprise that you should have seen this coming. It's Julius Randle. Oh, Julius and Randle. Oh, man. You know what? The worst part about this Julius Randle experience this season, and the worst part about the Julius Randle experience every season, is that the you mean stats the Randall, are, it's the Randall coaster. Yes, the stats are always pretty good. The always county good. stats, dude, 25, 10, and five, or twenty-two, ten, and five, whatever he's got. I think I saw a tweet today. It was like Randall, Jokic, and B, the only three average of twenty, ten, and five, or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, like it's true. Like the county stats are good, so it's hard to like put up the arguments in, but. If you just watch any of these games and you say, hey, I'm just going to watch Randall this whole, only this possession, I'll watch only Randall, and I'm going to watch Randall for a long, this whole two minutes, this whole three minutes, I'm not going to look at the ball, I'm not going to look at anything else. It's it's uh, it's marvelous just, just watching this type of stuff. And he's so checked out on defense, and you can see, like, possession to possession, which ones he checks out extra for and which ones he, like, kind of gets back in the seat for. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that Pistons one, he was totally, like, not into it. But when Knox came into the game, he was like, oh, Wait a minute, I know this guy. Hold on, let me give him some buckets. And he actually kind of went at Knox a little bit for a little bit in that game. And I was like, oh, okay, so he could put it together. Well, when it was like Duran on him or, or one of the other guys, like Kate had switched on to him a few times. He's just totally like not there. But he's still like so talented where he's going to get the stats. He's still going to get the buckets. Anyway. He got 29, 10, and, and like, 9. We see it. Like it was a 29, 10, and he had a triple double. <laughs> in fact, that was maybe the most painful to watch triple double I've ever experienced. That whole game was just like Brunson had 40, Randall triple double. If you told me like two years ago, they're like, yep, we got this game in. The last game of November, Brunson and Randall, they're going to go crazy. They had 40 and a triple-double. I'd be like, oh, wow, turn that shit on. Like, put it on. That was the most dreadful performance from them to watch. I was like, oh, my goodness. This team is just not there. We were letting the Pistons get back into it and back into it. And they kept making runs, making runs. And uh, it was ugly. But they got it done in the end. 
And it wasn't just the Pistons game, man. You can go back to these games in the rest of the last past few weeks. It's just been the same for Randall, who was just not checked in on defense. Guys are blown by him. He's not getting back, but he's still getting the points. He's still getting his rebound. There was one game, yeah, that 20 20 game where we'll excuse that. We'll excuse that. That was a nice game, even though it wasn't the most perfect 2020 <laughs> game nice ever. Game. <laughs> that was a nice game. It was a How fun was one. I, I, I thought the funniest I thought the funniest one point from him was like we were up comfortably in the end, and when he grabbed the 20th rebound. He knew damn well that he was knew. He, yelled. he yelled. He knew. He crazy. yelled. He was like, he, he did the mellow, like with the catch, the ball. And yep. it. He yep. knew that shit was 20 and 20. I was like, oh, he, he knows. That that was funny. It just, it's so obvious when these guys are like going for that last stat. I feel like Brunson is the one who never like goes for it. You don't really, you couldn't tell if it's his second I don't, or his yeah, 40th I don't know point Brunson, with him. I don't think Brunson knows. I don't think he looks up at the box score once during the game. He has no idea. But Randall, I mean, that guy is counting every rebound, every assist. He's probably counting his plus minus in his head, too. He's probably doing all that. Like, he's probably like, oh, you know, the game where he was like, I can't remember the opponent was, but there was a game where he was like a minus 14. And I, I think I tweeted, like, he has no reason to go back in the fourth quarter of this game. And he did. Oh, it was a Miami game. The Miami game, which was just like a tremendous game. But uh, he went in, he like didn't do anything in the last four minutes, which was great. And I'm sure his plus minus like took a nice little boost from that. Mm-hmm. And we won the game in convincing fashion. And everybody forgot that he was just horrible for the first three quarters. But uh, that was a fun one. And uh, the Randall experience has just been um, bozo-worthy for the past two weeks. So he's my nominee. It felt like both Randall and RJ yesterday were recording this. Like we mentioned, we're recording this before the Raptors game. So we're talking Detroit, which happened yesterday. They both were just like only decided to play when they wanted to. And I don't yeah. like that type of energy. When, or when um, they really needed to. Like, they were, like, oh, Yeah, like, I don't like that type of energy when you're playing a game, especially when, like, you know your opponent is not as good. Like, I just, I don't like this, like, oh, we'll turn, like, RJ was pretty, was terrible, right? Then he had, like, a little spurt in the fourth quarter where he was actually trying <laughs> and actually hustling. He was making his layups and his passes. And shit, it's like, oh, okay, so, like, it is in there, so, like, you took the night off, and I'm like, why are you taking the night off? Like, just make your open shots, like, you want to, like, it, I, I don't understand the logic, but, like, it's what it is, I guess, apparently, when you play crappier teams, I don't know, but it was annoying to watch that game, but I have my own bozo. Who is your bozo? That bozo is gonna be me. I'm the bozo of the week because I not only found this argument, this it's very, I found an argument based in statistics. Not only did I find it, I'm going to share it with you guys right now to basically prove my case of how much of a bozo I am because this came into my head very late at night when I'm just like looking at stats, you know, may or may not have you know, been on things. We'll neither confirm nor deny. Pulling one of those type of things. And there is an argument to be made where Marvin Bagley III could be the Randall replacement. I don't don't think there's an argument to be made here. You don't think there's an argument to be made at all? No. Okay, so I'm going to give you the argument. It, this is this is a really sound one. You'll you'll see how good this is. So, the Knicks. I I feel like the Knicks. We're gonna get into this too because we have takes about related to this type of these things as well. So, but 
I do think the Knicks need to trade Randall at some point. When well, like to be TBD, right? But I do think at some point, like he's one of the, like the first Knicks that kind of has to go. I, I I have like a pecking order of how I think the order should go in terms of like trades and stuff. But like Randall needs to go, so quickly could start. The idea is like quickly it's going to take Randall's offensive usage, right? So that means he's going to be on the ball. He's going to be making more decisions. He's going to be scoring and passing and all that sort of stuff. A lot, probably a lot more than Randall. So the Knicks need someone to then be someone who can score off of assists. We had that person in Obi Toppin, but he's not he's not here anymore. So like the Knicks need a four who can, in theory, be a person who could score off the assist and grab rebounds. That kind of fills that void that Randall kind of has. And if you go look at the um like scoring play by play data for um on like PBP PBP stats and you look at like assisted points scored per hundred possession, Marvin Bagley is like the same as Giannis on two point <laughs> on two point field goal like volume and efficiency. And this is because it's rate it's rated up to per hundred possession. So you have a guy who can finish, who's someone who could just finish, and he's obviously going to be cheap because the uh, you might get him for free. They might pay you to take him, they right? Exactly. Him. Yeah. So, and I came up with that. Uh, hi, is he the starter the replacement? Like you're like okay, we got bags in here, and he's the starting four. Like that's Zach, happening, that's all, or Zach, that's all I can give you. That's why I'm nominating myself as the bozo. That's that's the argument I came up with. This would be a fun experiment in a two K in a two K rebuild. It would be fun to see. Like, oh, let me just do this in two K. You know, we'll turn off the trade rules and we'll just send out Randall for Bagley, even though the contracts don't really work like that. Yeah, and we'll no. just test it out in a couple of games. We'll do a sim. You know, we'll do fifteen game sim. See mm-hmm. how it is. Maybe you play with it for a quarter or two. You know, you hop in. You know, do a live cast thing. But it's a if that's about as far as it'll go. I'm, I'm not interested in the, in the random. But, uh, yeah, because Bagley is scoring just over 13, two, like 13 points on two-pointers per 100 possessions. Assisted through, like, he is, like... But how small is his sample size? Like, he's, is he... It's, I, I did this for players who've played at least 300 minutes this season. He is very much closer to the bottom of that sample. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the top. But okay. I, yeah, yeah, well, one of the reasons why I wanted to actually bring this take up, because I do want to bring up this idea of like, when we think about replacing Randall or trading for Randall, we, I think the team ultimately, even us, we could just be like, we could replace them with anyone, right? We're thinking that. I think the team is probably thinking it as they need someone who is going to be able to replace his rebounding. And the usage is going to have to change. So it's like, what type of usage? We're talking about for someone, so that's why I'm like quickly has to start because he's going to take the on-ball usage. So someone would have to then have off-ball usage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's I, not I the easiest. Like, it's not the easiest replacement. It's not right. Like, I, yeah. So I think like the idea of replacing Randall is a very difficult one in practice because like the only guy who really fits to the description is Laurie Markinen, and you're not getting him. And I don't think he's like available in any sort of way. Because, like, that's the kind of guy you want to replace 
Randall with because he's more off-ball usage, right? The rebounding is going to be the same. The def- right? The def- It's kind of like all the same in terms of production-wise and usage-wise in terms of shifting to like a more guard-centric lineup. It also then allows you to really evaluate R.J. Barrett because it's like there's no excuse for R.J. Barrett to be like clogged paint type shit. Right? Because it's like that, then you could actually have a proper assessment on Barrett whether or not you need to replace him. Who would be number two on that pecking order in, in terms of like how you have to replace the, uh, the Knicks? But I, I just wanted to bring up the take ultimately just to kind of bring this idea to you for like how specific, like who you think like a Randall fit would ultimately Can I give you be. one more name? Like it, it gets floated um, around often. It's not, it's not a deep cut, but it's Tobias Harris. Like, that's the name I've heard a lot. I mean, it, there was, right, like, a blip right. on the radar last year. And, like, mm-hmm. I think I think he makes sense more than a lot of the fours around the league as replacements. But he's not, like, some ideal, like, diamond in the rough replacement for Randall. Like, it would just be an overnight success. I don't know if it's perfect for that. And I don't know, like, how consistent he is. Sixers, Sixer fans are, like, so tired of this guy. And I don't know if I want to, like, deal with the Toby experience here. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he, he's, I think we're talking about the same sort of archetype, though, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. the guy who scores off of assists or off ball, yeah. mainly. Like, it was floated, I think, today, like, Kuzma as an idea. Like, we're kind of talking about, like, that type of archetype, though, is yeah. what we're saying is, I do think the Knicks should look for, like, that stretch, stretch for, like, a, like a four who could shoot, like, legitimately shoot. Yeah. And because Mitch is in the paint, he's always going to be in the paint. and. Brunson can score on the outside quickly. Score on the outside. Barrett currently on the and sometimes score on the outside. is scoring on the outside. But his main thing is ultimately like get downhill in transition, and you kind of want someone who you want more shooters around that guy. But like, I don't know. It's a fun idea, but uh, it can stay an idea. Perfect. Perfect. Are you ready for the actual uh, the takes, or, we, or, or are we doing something excited. else? Well, we've got. I want to save those for later because mine is not basketball related, but I do want to get it in at some point. So I, I we, we, Doug and I have decided we're going to bring our own takes to the table. Yeah, I just brought my just, take to the table. No, no, it, that was the bozo of the week. You're the bozo of the week, but oh, right, because also, of the take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, but I, but I'm also bringing in a separate take that because I, that I should have submitted in the Discord, but I'm submitted vocally, and you haven't heard it yet. So, but we'll save it for later. We'll save it for later. So we're going to get to our first take. You ready? Yes? No? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm waiting for you. No, I'm waiting for, I'm, I was waiting for you for confirmation. Are you ready? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more than ready, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mikey Cook says, fuck the Miami Heat. Great take. Great take. Freezing cold. I mean, everybody knows. Like, it's not some... Great. Nope. Mikey, no great take. Great take. Elite take. Fuck the Miami Heat. It's... Fat Halpert or Fat Alpert? All right, Thanksgiving hot takes. Mashed potatoes are wildly, wildly overrated. Zach, that's a terrible take. I actually love mashed potatoes. I know it's a terrible take. What do you mean overrated? Yeah, I love them. Uh, maybe he hasn't had them with butter. Like maybe he's only had them the wrong way. Like he just hasn't like drenched them in butter yet. Like when you do that, you're like, oh wait a minute, this is a whole. And you throw some pepper on there. They're fine. You're, dude, come on, what are we talking about? I don't. So this is actually gets me more into a concept of overrated, underrated type thing because it's such a relative term. Like overrated to what? Who's saying it's 
the best is are the same. I, I think they're pretty like the consensus is that they're good for mashed potatoes. Right. Everyone like knows like mashed potatoes are good. It is probably the best Thanksgiving vehicle for foods and gravies and everything. Yeah. Like it's the perfect like glue to your Thanksgiving meal. It's so like it's like the 2022-2023 Josh Hart of Thanksgiving meals. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Like no one is saying it's a franchise player. It's right? Like no one is saying that. Who says that? I don't think anyone does. Like everyone, like everyone knows, mashed potatoes has a role, and it's great in its role. No one's like, "Hey, we're going to Thanksgiving dinner just for mashed potatoes." Like no one does that, but everyone's like, "Well, you better have good mashed potatoes, though." I don't know. They're part of the story. Like they got to be there. So yeah, I, I that's just a bad take. It's I don't understand how they're overrated, even in the first place. They're just it's, they're just good. No one argue, like that's indisputable. Let's Basketball do these next three all together, because they're all about the same thing. Well, no, the first one, before we get to the next one, right, it's... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Basketball I'm Robot. But there's, there's a triple coming up, though. Yeah, yeah, the triple's coming up, which is basically the uh, <laughs> the free part of the show, is the triple part. Um, Basketball Robot adds, we should celebrate gluttony all year round and not just for Thanksgiving. I mean, I think this is a freezing take, because, like, aren't you doing that already? We do that yeah, I do that day. already. I mean, if you're not celebrating gluttony, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I do that every day. Look forward yeah, to I it. don't, like... Right. It doesn't really make sense, this one. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's not... That's, I don't... Terrible take. We can make... We make meals all the time for... We don't need Thanksgiving as an excuse, if that's what you're kind of getting at. If you're just saying, we don't need Thanksgiving as an excuse to cook, then yes, I agree. But that's a cold take, then. <laughs> I mean, if he wants me to, like, get together with my family, like, 365 days a year to eat with them, that's an even colder take, if that's what she's talking about. It's like, if you want to do Thanksgiving every year, I don't know about that. One, yeah, I, one I, is enough. Two, two would be tops for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what he's he's getting at. Uh, Dallas, be be better at your takes, or at least explain your takes. Yeah, better. Like, come on, step up. So we're gonna get into these three takes, which are all related to the in season tournament. So the editor in chief. Alex Wolf submitted the take. The in-season tournament is stupid, and having the quote-unquote prize be that two teams in the final have to play one more regular season game every uh, team than every other every other team for the prize of less than a game check is peak capitalism bullshit. Duder Adam, dangerous loomer, has my take. The in-season tournament has been very fun so far, and given, yeah, given an initial small reason to give a shit about random weekday early season games, then Vivek has repeating the above to ex- to have explicitly mentioned on the pod. Vivek, thank you very much for doing it that way because that is how it should be. The takes from Obvious Bozo's channel should, should be of only submitted takes. And not any of your nonsense that you guys like to uh, talk about. So, just going to mention that again <laughs> in the version of, uh, of my annoyance with that. Uh, people, uh, people way too mad over the in-season tournament. Also a hilarious abbreviation if you're a brown person. Want to make things more interesting? Give the winner some ping pong balls in the draft lottery. I have I have a take based on that, but Zach, I'm gonna let you go first because you're you're ready for. I've got a few IST takes to get off. 
Let's go. I, get him first out. of all, get I want I want to I want to go back to Alex because I think he's like downplaying the prize here. Obviously, of course he's down. Of course, yeah. yeah Alex yeah. Chake Rivera, a wolf over here, being like it's pre capital bullshit. Capital. Okay, like light it up. Listen, listen. Obviously, five hundred k is nothing to Randall or Brunson or any of these for RJ who makes like a hundred million on their contract. Like, yes, that point has been made hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the MSG broadcast, I think it was three games ago. They talked about, or maybe it wasn't the most recent dynasty game. It's probably the Washington game that happened a week or two ago. Rebecca Harlow was saying that the assistant coaches are the ones who really take away a ton of money from this compared yes. to what they usually get. Yes. Apparently, so I, I Googled it. They get like a portion of the final prize pool, but the way she talked about it made it seem like they're getting the equivalent or a little bit less or a little bit more than like a year's salary. For the yeah, coaches, yeah, they're probably which is crazy, doubling, which is crazy. Their salary, yeah, something like that. And yeah. like she mm-hmm. was also saying like the players know this and the players are cool with the assistants. They travel with them just as much as they travel with the players and they probably know the assistants better than they know the players. These guys are the ones who talk to them in their ear all day. Mm-hmm. They want to win shit for these assistants. That's a huge yeah. deal for them. That's yes. a huge, huge deal for them. So I think that's getting way overblown. Like the people are forgetting that, and like even the assistant coaches, any of the head coaches get awarded. They, mm-hmm. You also get awarded for coming in the quarterfinal or coming in the semifinal. It's like not just for winning. Like there's other, there's a whole prize pool. There's a whole prize set for you for like first, second, third, fourth place here. So that's also getting like overlooked and missed out on. Besides that, though, like it's it's not a, a peak capitalism bullshit. I, I don't know. This is this is a bad take. This is a terrible, terrible take. The ISD is great. We're talking about something in November or December first today. Or we're, we're talking yep. about basketball that matters on December first. Yep. Like, how, have you ever said that? Like, it's never happened before. So that's nope. a, a win in itself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Courts are that's awesome. Great. The games are the games have been great. Every single mm-hmm. one has been great. They get greater and greater too. Like, I think the first two they were kind of like, uh, we don't really know what's going on here. We'll peel it out, and they were still pretty good. But by the time like the teams had realized, like, oh, we gotta like kick their teeth in and get the point differential thing going on here. That was it's, it's that was great. crazy. That was yeah. a great night. We saw Randall going against Leaky Black in like the third unit of the Hornets at the Garden while we're up thirty. It was a it was an experience that we have never gotten before, and it's making me want to watch basketball, which is great. So that's a terrible take. Uh, in regards to like the Vivek and Duder Adams take, like Duder Adams was correct. In the tournament is very fun. Vivek mm-hmm. is a uh, this idea is is crazy. Like they're a little vague because it's like give the winners some ping pong balls in the lottery. Like how many? Like how? What's the increase here? Like I want to know like how. How severe is the ping pong ball ball change here? Like, is it just a little this is, like this icing is on the be, cake, or is this, is this, this is like a w- worth doing? So, I want to hear gonna, your take on this. The winner of the in season tournament should get the first round. Should get the first pick of the draft. That's a big one. That's a big one. That would probably screw over a lot of really bad teams because you'll never get a generational talent. I mean, you could st- like you'll still have well, man, you unless you do your lottery and everything. Like you could still get the second pick, the third pick, or whatever. Like, hey, you may not make the playoffs, but like if you're winning your in-season tournament games, like it's at least fun. I think that should be the prize. It will be really fun, but I can't see the owners like coming to the table and be like, "Yeah, let's." let's well, no, because no, because they're cowards. They won't. Yeah, they won't do it. So it's. It sucks that it's not even like I don't even think it'll it would make it to the table in those discussions, let alone like actually be discussed. So, but it would be fun. Like maybe two K can add it as a rule in the rebuilds. Like you should be able to do that in the video games. Like it'd be fun. How, how much more interesting would like the league be in general too? Right? Because oh, you're be, yeah. like you're like you want to talk about like eliminating tanking, right? Like that's how you eliminate tanking. Yeah. 
Like you could still like you could do your lottery. You can even you don't even have to do an NBA lottery. You can do worst record from after that. But like if you want like the stakes are already good enough because like you've already mentioned. The assistant coaches are getting bonuses. Hell, even aren't like the two way guys also getting bonuses? Yeah, that's another one. They were talking about right? like, yeah, like, like it matters for them. It really Yeah, does. exactly. Like some of these guys are like getting bonuses and like I know we could joke around and be like they're still a millionaire, but like they're not like a millionaire like RJ Barrett. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, hey man, I'll still take it. I'll take 500K any day. But like, yeah. So it's, it's already a good enough reward. But I think if you were to talk about like draft stuff, I think I really like the idea of just like the winner gets the first round pick in the draft. I think it would just the make the overall, leagues, the first yeah, overall I, pick or the first, first round? Pick? No, first okay. overall. Yeah. No, I think it would make the league so much better. Could you imagine if, like, the Grizzlies like won Wemby last year? That happened or something. I don't know. Who's good in the early season last year? Imagine if Utah, like, had Wemby right now or something. That, that would be the case last year. They were pretty good early Yeah, season. Utah. Well, yeah, like, something like that. Like, yeah. that, But, like, doesn't that make the league more interesting? And you go, oh. It really does. It does. It does. Because, like, it wouldn't always be, like, the final team, right? It's not going to – it may not always be a playoff team. It may not always be a team that's going to make the NBA finals, right? Like, that's what's – kind of been great about the in-season tournament is that like it really kind of can be anyone it can and it's single elimination like it's definitely can be right like now it's not like there is like there's a scenario where like the knicks really didn't make it like if we know they're going to be a playoff team they're they we have a, a pretty good feeling they should be able to make the second round of the playoffs but like they could have just been like straight up eliminated from the in-season tournament so like anyone can win it i don't know i i like it i was skeptical of it and I'm like, this sounds dumb, but I was like, I have to wait and see. I was like, I don't know how it's going to play out. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. I love it. I uh, don't want to toot my own horn, but if you go back an episode or two, I did say it's going to be a smashing success. That was one of my takes. I said it in here, but uh, all right, good job. We'll come back to it later. C- c- congrats, you have you great. You have a take that age well. Wonderful. Yep, aged tremendously. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do one more. Uh, take before we transition over. Um, this is from Young Pavardi. IQ is at fifty-eight true shooting, even though he he's just shooting thirty-four point seven percent from three. He's going to finish the this season above sixty percent on increased volume and set a new career high on points per game. So I forget when uh. Schwinn actually submitted that, so I don't know how accurate the numbers are, but we can at least just assess the idea of of the idea of, like, uh, Quickly's going to finish with, like, 60 true shooting on increased volume and South Bend. I don't... I don't think it's a hot take for Knicks fans. It could be a hot take for people maybe, like, just broadly following the league and not following certain things. They don't know ball. Huh? They don't know ball. They wouldn't know. I mean, obviously, if that's the case, but like, so it's not that hard to take. I can kind of see it. Like, Quickly's two points scoring has improved like significantly. The percentage actually took a little bit of a dip. It kind of like got a little weird blip, but it was it was amazing for the first like nine games. I know, which is which which I kind of figured that, but the way he was playing was just a little more sustainable. He was taking like he was like he was always taking like the floater at the right time. He was attacking. The rim at the right time. He was able to. He's his ability to change pace and speed and take angles. 
yeah, draw yeah. contact and stuff. Like he's just been fantastic at it. So I I can definitely see, and the three point shooting is going to come around because he's taking so many better three pointers than he was. I think almost at like any point in his career, he's pulling immediately when yeah. he has a clean look. He is hunting specific shots too. And you get to kind of see that where he has like the specific like corner shot with Hartenstein coming off a screen. Like he has a couple shots um that he just gets and they're good looks, they're clean looks. He's he's not forcing up threes. It's some of them are just not falling. Some a lot of them have been in and out. Like I he's shooting really well. I he's been excellent. He's yeah, I don't think this is a hot take at all. This is yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's hot. Prez, you coward test. Tibbs usually changes after 20 games. Grimes will not be starting. This is kind of tough because I think in like the sentiment of it, I don't think it's a hot take. But like, I think in terms of like, if news broke, it would be like, whoa. You know what I mean? If, does that make sense? No? I have a I have a nerd answer for this. Okay, a, a part a party pooper answer for this, I guess. But Go we're at games played right now before this Raptors game, and it's it's just Raptors, and then we have that Bucks IFT game on Tuesday. So those are our next two. Mm-hmm. That'll be twenty. If they win the Bucks IFT game, no matter how bad Grimes is, you can go for he's going to start. Yeah, game. he's starting. So I don't know if it'll be right after twenty games, but. If they lose that Bucks game, and if they lose in Toronto tonight, and like Grimes isn't good in either of those games, I could, then yeah. we're talking. I could totally see it after twenty games, but uh, it really is dependent on these next two games. I can't give you a verdict now. I mean, I hate saying that because you have eighteen game sample size and it should be that. But, like this is kind of like these next two games are. I could totally see Tibbs making the change if it's a, if it's a bad Bucks game and it's not great in Toronto. So we'll see. I do want to kind of like tap into like the sentiment of it. I do think the starting lineup would actually be better with look, the starting lineup is going to be better with Emmanuel quickly, but like let's just kind of forget about that whole conversation. Yeah. Because we know it's not going to happen. I do think the lineup will be better with Dante DiVincenzo. I think just given the way he plays, the the starters need an event creator. This was already mentioned. Like, I'm not saying anything probably like new. To especially like the patrons, because I literally took I literally took that line <laughs> from from the Discord, and I forget who actually put it, but like they need an event creator. Dante's the guy, like Dante's the deflections guy. He's the steals guy. Like that's what Dante is. Grimes doesn't play defense like that. Dante does, and I think if the Knicks are really striving to be a first quarter team that like wants to win the first quarter because you hear the record they're like the Knicks are 8 and 0 when they win the first quarter whatever it is like yeah if they want to be a first quarter team they need to be able to generate offense specifically on defense and they need more than Mitch to do that so like Dante for Grimes actually does make sense just given the current thing time and also take some pressure off Grimes let him come off the bench let him let him play with quickly let him play with RJ hey. Let him play with like heart and just be like, "Look, we're you can take all the open threes you want. Like it's okay. Like it, I I think it just makes sense to do it. Like I would just do it right now. It's just I think it's just a it's just a better move right now, just given the state of the team and the state of probably where how Grimes is playing 
and have uh, DiVincenzo's playing. Yeah. Um, like moving Grimes to the bench, like in theory, I'm with you. Like it should be great for him. Like it should give him a little more leeway on offense. It should like playing with quickly will always open things up. Like just out of curiosity, I ran like the PVP like quickly Grimes combination just to <laughs> see like if they'd even play together this season. You want to guess how many minutes they played together this season? Probably like five. They haven't played or thirty-five. Okay, so they're less than a full game. I even want to know what, the, what their net rating is in those thirty-five minutes. Grimes probably tanked it, so it's probably like negative twelve. It's minus thirty, actually thirty-one. <laughs> I mean, it's a thirty-five minute sample size, and like, or it's that's it's ridiculous. <sighs> but it would. I was just like, oh, let's just check and see what's there, and it was a. It gave me a, a giggle. So there you go. But it would, I think in theory it would like actually work if you gave them extended minutes together. I think so too. It, it would be fine. Like it's just it's it's just funny to look at. Now, so. But yeah, I'm totally all for Dante and start as a starter, just like the concept. I don't know if it's 20 games or 30 games or I don't know how long it took him to do the camp thing. How many games is that? 25, 24. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that we're gonna have I like that we're gonna have a, a little cat head appear in the uh, in the YouTube. So that's gonna be fun. Make make that the thumbnail. Stacy Patton has instead of, <laughs> instead of golf trips or fishing trips, friends should be able to go on basketball trips where they book a cabin in the wilderness. With a full court and just hoop all weekend. This is why hotels have basketball courts. Some of them, <laughs> some of like the really really nice ones, like they they do have basketball courts, and um, that's enough. You know that's okay. Like if we're going on a trip, we can get some shots up, play a couple games, and pick up. But like I can't play basketball all day, man. It's fucking tiring. I'll play for two hours, hour and a half, and I'm winded for like the rest of the day. So I don't want to do like this whole basketball trip. That's a lot of hoops. Like maybe you start watching basketball for the rest of the trip, but like I can't. I feel like Stacy's missing the uh, the purpose of what like fishing and golf trips oh. actually are. It is I'm, literally just drinking and smoking and relaxing. Not like, much of a golfer, but I've been on a handful of fishing trips like that. So it's it's compare. all drinking. Yeah, it's drinking. It's smoking cigars. It's smoking weed. It's baby doing some other drugs at night when you're in the cabin. Like it's that's that's what those trips definitely are. don't want to be working up a sweat though. Yeah, so. do yeah. I mean, would it be fun to try the basketball like microdosing on shrooms? Yes, I would love to try it. Um, but that's not what I'm doing, and like that's not where I'm going to the woods for. Like I could just take a trip to New York and be like, hey, we're gonna go meet up at this park <laughs> and we're gonna play. <laughs> like we could just do that. Or we can do a trip at a nice place and just use the hotel court. Or, yeah, or the hotel court. Yeah. Uh, basketball Robot has, IQ not continuing his trend of wearing shorter and shorter shorts each year is holding him back this year. This is a good question. Has Emmanuel quickly shorts stayed the yeah, same? Yes, I've been monitoring this for a while. I've got my finger on the pulse. Okay, so, he had, so are they longer or they stayed the same? They are the same as last year. Yeah, see, uh, I, Basketball Robot. Excellent take. It's not hot, but it's an excellent take. If they are not shorter, then yes, that could be a problem. I think what he's doing to counteract this is the new hairstyle. And the headband. Yes, and a headband. So that's a whole new look. It's great. He's been playing well with it. So we'll probably see it again tonight. We'll uh, we'll have to see. But yes, we have to keep monitoring the short situation. Because we need to get to a point back where the NBA shorts are like, you know, 
five inch seams, then to like three inch seam. We need them back. We need yeah, like the Jerry West Gale Goodrich shorts. We need the short shorts back. You need to see the like me. We need all of it. Like we need it to happen. Spare one has the Knicks are one Julius Randall subtraction away from being a contender. <laughs> this is a hot take. It's hot. Uh, I don't know. If you talk about like just the subtraction and then we're good, like that, that that's it? what okay, that's why I was gonna say it's a hot take. Yeah. I wanted to ask, like, are we just losing Julius Randall? Like, is then? this an addition by subtraction thing? Like, is that what like, we're talking about? Like, sure, but like I don't think like the Dicks don't have size. Like, right, like RJ who's rebounding? Be, like, yeah, who's rebounding? Like yeah. it, you run into some issues. Now, if you're saying like Right, like kind of what we were talking about earlier. You're subtracting Randall and you're adding someone who can fill the void. Yeah, I can see an argument for that. I think it's a very valid argument and it makes the take a little less hot. Yeah. A little more grounded. Cause I, I think that's where the Knicks, that, that's where the Knicks is. So I mentioned this earlier. Um, but we're going to. Keep the dramatic pause and switch over to the paid Patreon. Bye. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.